Hey everybody, this is Amazing Fantasy Football. I am Josh, and over there is the... I got nothing tonight. <laughs> it's, it's that guy over there, what's his name? Chris is my name. And Glad Chris, he always is. Um, anyways, how you doing tonight, Chris? I'm doing great. It's been a busy but fun weekend. So, okay. yeah, a little daddy-daughter yeah. dance action. Uh, that uh, Friday night, last night, yeah. So yeah, I'm, I really wanted to make fun of you on that one, and I was like, I'm too busy, I can't do that. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was fun. Um, how about you? Cool. Yeah, just another day of the week. There you have it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we're amazing fantasy football. We are here to talk about some guys that we like, maybe a guy or two that we don't like for uh, some rookie prospects for this up and coming draft. We are, of course, uh, kind of more dynasty focused in this episode because for it's sure. all pre-draft and everything. But you know, there's mm-hmm. probably some takeaways you can get for some redraft stuff. Um, but mainly dynasty focused. And then uh, next week, we're gonna have um, we're gonna have our show covering the draft or the majority of it at least. And you know, some guys that we like in the instead of just talking about the prospects in general, we're gonna talk about the prospects that we maybe didn't like but are in a really great situation. Like say a receiver that Chris doesn't like, but all of a sudden he ends up with Aaron Rodgers as his quarterback. You know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, the 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 the, pa- the Packers, I almost called them Patriots. The Packers are looking for a wide receiver. I'm sure the Patriots are as well. So, you know. Right. Yeah. Did you say there wasn't any news? Did you mention that already? Nothing. Uh, about, yeah, there's not a whole lot of news. I mean, it's just like this receiver wants a new contract. Another receiver wants to get traded. Yada, yada. We'll cover that if it actually happens. Yep. Cool. Yep. Cool. Absolutely. I'll start at the top. I'll start with a quarterback. Um, this oh, next two guys again? I'll be talking about. Okay, cool. Yeah, uh, these next two guys I'm talking about are kind of my avoids. Uh, although avoids kind of a strong word, but uh, oh, so you, you don't know, like it, this guy? Yeah, yeah. These next two. Uh, these next two. So this first one here is Kenny Pickett, uh, quarterback Pitt. Um, you know, Small for a guy hands. that's that stayed in school five years, uh, I'd rather see him. Uh, I'd like to see a guy who stayed in school for five years be able to manipulate the defense better downfield with his eyes and his uh, mobility and shoulder fakes and what have you. Um, far too often, I found in my research and uh, limited film, uh, was he just doesn't. <laughs> he just doesn't. Uh, one guy put it well and said he doesn't play chess down at that part of the field. He's got a fine arm, uh, just not really winning in that way. And again, after five years... Um, I just, I just, I'd like to see a more pro ready guy come, come out and ready to contribute. Uh, can I interrupt for a second? Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, just to kind of piggyback on what you're saying too, mm-hmm. is that like, this is his fifth year in playing college ball. Correct. Right. Yeah. I think the first. Okay. Okay. I'm so I'm making a point yeah. here. Mm-hmm. I'm getting to something. Yep. Why weren't we talking about him last year then? Or maybe even the year before that? You know, like, it's just kind if of... If he would have came out last year, he would have been, like, a fifth-round pick, dude. Like it's... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, you know, all of a sudden, it... like, mm-hmm. he picked mm-hmm. the, he picked he picked right by coming out this year versus last year. For sure. But it's just, I'm sorry, but a guy who hasn't really jumped off, paid, off the paper until this year... Mm-hmm. It uh, makes me kind of, you know, stroke my chin and say, hmm, couldn't have said it better myself. That, that's more, more or less what I had to say is it took him this long to break out. It's just not, you know, it's like dad playing against the kids in the yard playing football. And like those, those kids fifth year always senior, beat my butt. Fifth year senior against like a sophomore. And it's like, really? And he plays at a, you know, what, what are they? Uh, why can't I remember their conference? Big East? No right? idea. Pitt? I think it's Big East. 
Uh, so it sure. is a top, you know, it is a power uh, you know, a conference, if you will. Sure. So yeah, that's uh, you know, and then on top of that, the the baby hands, of course, can't can't talk about Kenny Pickett without talking about the baby hands, and you know, God forbid he gets drafted to a AFC, you know, a Midwest or North Northeast team where inclement weather, you know, the important time of year, then 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 bode well. Uh, and you know, we're generally talking a single quarterback dynasty. When we do talk superflex, we definitely mention it. Um, so I just don't see a need to, to reach for this guy. If you got a hole to fill in your roster and he's just a starter that's sitting there in the fourth round of your rookie draft, fine, but I'm, I'm more or less not. I don't think he's going to make it to your fourth round of your rookie draft. Yeah, well, that's what I'm getting at is I'm going to let my compadres in the league take the risk for me, or not for me, take the risk themselves, if you will. And I will not be one of those. Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, anything else on Mr. Pickett? Nope. That's all I got more or less. Uh, my first guy is Pierre Strong, the running back out of South Dakota State, the Jack Rabbits. Okay. Um, at nearly six foot, 207, he ran a four, three, seven, 40. Not, not too bad. Um, but I feel like Strong's biggest flaw is that he played at South Dakota State. You know, it's, it's a FCS school or as they used to call it a D2 school or whatever, you know? Um, he does have a very average build, but you can pack muscle onto a running back. You can make that dude hit the, hit the, um, hit the weight room and he's got speed to spare too. So if he packed on a, uh, you know, five, like five, 10 pounds of muscle, yeah, he might lose a step. He might lose a partial of a step or whatever, but maybe that four, three, seven turns into like a four, four, one or something, you know, like sure, he's sure. got some speed to spare. Um, he does have below average contact balance, which loosely translates into he gets tackled a little bit easier than he should for someone his size. But he, um, uh, I saw the I th- the thing I saw best was, and I forget who, which site it was because I look at like all these different websites to get an, an idea of who this is. But it, like they were calling him hyper focused vision. Like right. he runs the ball extremely well, but sometimes too well, and he like kind of overthinks his cuts and in the lanes that he should be taking. Like he needs uh, to be so more that's, instinctual. Yeah, you know, like okay. he's just like he sees the field really well, but it's, sometimes it's just like, oh, he takes this hole, but it really should have been the one to the right of it, you know, to the other side of the tackle or the guard, you know, like that mm-hmm. sort of thing. He does have 63 collegiate receptions, well, that's not bad. Nice. He also has nine drops as well to go along with that of catchable balls, too. So, yeah, he could have a little bit of softer hands, but he can catch. So, I mean, 63 receptions, that's not that's not too bad. Like, that's not nothing. Um, you know, like some drops, sure, but um, yeah, I, I just you know, he in 2021 he ran for over 1600 yards and he did and he added 22 receptions with that, so that's pretty nice, you know. Damn. Um, and he also finished the 20 last season and the 2020 2021 season, if you remember that the FCS did a spring season in 2021 because of COVID in 2020. Remember that, Chris? Yep. Um, but he was an FCS All-American in both of those years as well. So the dude's good. He just he played out a smaller school, you know. And like like think of like did you say uh, Matt South Forte. or North Dakota? My apologies. What's that? Did you South say South? Dakota. Okay, thank you. Um, remember Matt Forte? Like you know the Bears took him and they're like I don't know he plays come from a small school. Is he really going to like? I'm not saying that Pierre Strong is Matt Forte, but I'm just saying that. I would my I use him as an example because guys from smaller schools can succeed at the NFL level. It was my point. Um, that's kind of all I got about him, Chris. I mean, he's just like, you know, size. 
you know, like, and, and it's really more of a lack of some strength, you know, he's six, almost six foot two oh seven. So like, yeah, he could really have some more, some more meat on the bones there, but you can, you can, you can do that and you can work with him on the catching too. I mean, the fact that he's actually catching balls is a lot better than some of those guys like, uh, oh, what is it? Sure. Kenneth Walker, who only has like 23, yep. like career perfect, receptions. perfect name at the top to mention. And then we, we could, they may even come up today, but there's other guys I've, I've come across in research. That's more. Again, like we said about uh, uh, Walker, it's like, well, you haven't shown me you can do it, so you have to take that into account when you're drafting. Right, but, right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. Um, Chris, what's your next guy? What's your next guy? What else? What else you got? Uh, my next guy is Christian Watson, uh, North Dakota State, uh, North Dakota State. Should I say two two distinguishing points there? Wide receiver. Um, he's the a bison. Big, yeah, there you go. He's a big, fast guy. He uh, is going to be, you know, like they say, uh, wins the game when they get off the bus. You know, he just looks the part. Uh, intimidating uh, size and speed combination here. He ran a 4 3 6 um, Because of these, this kind of body and, and this kind of, you know, body of work in the uh, combine and whatnot, uh, he'll probably get decent draft capital, like probably a top 50 pick in the NFL draft. Yeah, he's been um, projected at the end of the first, usually in the really? in the, wow. in the top half of the second. Yeah, I don't know. He could so, he could easily slide too, but yeah, that's yeah. I've seen him in some mocks going at the end of the first to like the Chiefs, you know, for sure, for sure. But Mike, Mike, or or the or the Lions at the the thirty pick thirty two, you know, mm, right, right. But so what don't you concerns. like about him if he's a big size right. speed guy like? Uh, because I mean, I'm sorry. This is the guy that you do like. Production's not. No, this guy don't like. Uh, his production's not very good. This is a guy that played. uh, You know that one season that Trey Lance had that got him a top three pick in the NFL draft. Well, he played Uh with Trey Lance, and in that season where you know Lance went off, and uh, I think it's 26 touchdowns. Obviously on the ground, he had quite a bit too, but he only had 732 receiving yards and six touchdowns. Yeah, I'm kind of worried. He's like a. He's like this year's Terrace Marshall, who I drafted. You, know? you just you don't like Terrace Marshall because you drafted him last year. He was good on paper going into the going I don't, into the, the My concern draft. is the process was was bad is it was again it was kind of a side speed specimen guy and where mm-hmm. I took him is more important. Watson isn't like a Kenny Pickett whom I'm like w- willing to wait for other people to pick ahead of me. Uh Watson well I guess it is like that but he's much higher uh, valued. Like I'm just not going to take him at the end of the first. Like hey you're a good example. Oh. You have the 112. You know, how do you feel about a six four speed size specimen out of North Dakota State who never got a thousand yards in his whole collegiate career or double um, touchdowns? You know, you, you know how I feel about that, Chris. I feel like chicken tonight. Um, no, to honestly answer your question, it kind of depends more on his Man. landing spot. It really has to be the right situation. But even then, it's. Smaller school, you know. You'd, you'd like to see a guy that size, that speed, dominate at a small school, and he didn't do that. Yeah, like he should have be. He should just be throwing guys around. Yep, yep. And if yeah, and if, that, if we're that required, me. if we're required to take him at the end of the first or mid second to you know, end of first, ah, I don't know. I can um, think of some can, other guys. Can we move on to my next guy because he's absolutely pretty similar. What? Absolutely. Um, Drake London. Um, he doesn't have the speed that uh, Mr. Watson over there has. Uh, Christian Watson is his name, correct, Chris? Yep. 
Yeah. Um, but Drake London, man, like he's getting a lot of hype and his draft stock's been moving up in like real draft, not dynasty. But um some he's like some people's number one wide receiver like mm-hmm. on their draft boards. He, some people some people number two overall ahead of like a Kenneth Walker or a different receiver. One oh two. Yeah, like and I'm like in a world of smaller life receivers, there there's Drake London who's six four, two nineteen. He's a big dude, like he's got height. And he uses the size to box out defenders for the catch. I mean, like, dude, if he went to the, the, the Chiefs or the Packers, like, imagine him, you know, there in the red zone. Great. Here's the thing about Drake London. He doesn't have an official 40 time because he broke his ankle in, like, mm-hmm. October of yep. last year, which ended his season. And so he didn't run at the Combine. He didn't run in his pro day. He actually pro, uh, put uh, moved his pro day back to hopefully do the 40 and he still didn't. I mean, is it because of his ankle or is it because he's not really all that fast? Cause there's some major speed concerns with this guy. Um, you know, it's probably a little column A and column B there. Uh, the other knock that I've read about Drake London is, is his route running. It's not that he runs an ugly route or a sloppy route. It's more that he ran a really simple route tree at USC and and the NFL is in street ball, so I mean there could be a huge learning curve for Drake London there, especially when you get to like the the I mean any NFL offense is not just simple routes, you know. Um, there's there's a lot of nuance and 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 adaptability and options and you know you know what I'm saying like you've watched football. Sure. Um, yeah. We're all football fans here. Um, and now and you know the more I looked into Drake London, he never played more than eight games in his college career. He never topped more than 567 receiving yards until last season when he got 1,084 receiving yards. Mm-hmm. And he never topped more than seven touchdowns, which was last once again last year. I mean, he had a thousand he had last year's production through the first two his first two years in USC. And I know USC's not hasn't been a very good team as of late in the last few years, but for a guy who's playing in the in the um, Pac-12 or whatever they're calling themselves these days, um, that we're at a conference that's notorious for not playing defense, I feel like a dude this big should be have should have more receiving yards and more touchdowns. Am I crazy here, Chris? I mean, fifteen career touchdowns for a guy, for a guy who should be a just an absolute beast in the red zone, like. <laughs> I think moving off of, as we said at the beginning of, of it, uh, somebody's 102 or or even their first, second, or third wide receiver role is probably justified. You're talking in. about in a rookie mock draft or in a rookie Correct. dynasty rookie, rookie draft. Rookie dynasty. Correct. Not, so, yes, yes. And not real NFL draft. But yes. yes. Yeah. Again, he's a lot of people's number one receiver, if not the 102 overall, 103. I think it's crazy. that uh, What is it, Garrett Wilson? So I, I could oh, move Ohio off that. Is. Yeah, I could definitely move off that because it's strictly injury. I will say, however, uh, unlike uh, Watson, he did produce in that, yes, in that one year at the end. Fair. One uh, year. Yeah, but he did get over 1,000 yards in the Pac-12. Pac-12? Pac-10. Pac-12. It's definitely the 12, Chris. 12. It's really <laughs> and, like 16 teams. Now, I know. So it hasn't been the Pac-10 for like a the decade. The numbers are hurtfulest. Yeah. Anyway, um, so that would be a definitely, yeah, I definitely have him above Watson, and I probably still am not going to move him out of the top, I don't know, 10? Of my, probably not, but I don't I know. Don't are think are you going to spend a first round pick on this guy though? Well, like in, in your dynasty mm-hmm. mock draft, like I think, or in I your think dynasty it, draft, like I, I hate to open this canned answer again, but a it's going to depend on his landing spot. B it's going to depend on his draft capital. He's going to be a first round pick 
if not a top 15 pick. I know. Just because you can't. That doesn't mean the team is right, but sometimes as a dynasty person, manager, uh, all all you can kind of do is kind of look at the signs, look at the, look at the the, the signs that the uh, coaches and GMs are giving you. And so again, I, I do want to move them off of, the top receiver spot. I like Olave a lot, but I I, I don't think I can justify. I don't think I could justify. I like him the as... dude out of out of Georgia. Um, okay. Who okay. tore his ACL? Yeah. I mean, uh, Jameson something. Yeah. Oh, I should know. I feel like I've dug. I've looked at I looked at all lately. these names way too much, and so they all just blend together. Um, I definitely need hit receiver a bit harder. But th- that's how I feel about Drake. I agree with you that you need to take into account his injury history and his I guess lack of production, especially in his. Really, all three years, but the last year looked pretty darn good with a thousand yards in the Pac-12. But yeah, and he missed a few games. Yeah, he's so not, he's still he's got a thousand yards in a limited season. He's, he's not my top receiver. I get it. I just yeah, I don't think that like I just think that everyone's going gaga over him just because he's a big dude. Uh, Jameson you. Williams, and he's out of Alabama. My bad, not Georgia. Is the guy yeah. I'm supposed to get of. Let's go with Ty Chandler, running back out of North Carolina. Um, I've. I don't want to be hyperbolic or, you know, put the cart before the horse, but I'm, I'm pretty high on this guy. I, I think I might have found a guy that, you know, might slip a little. Uh, let me continue on some of the highlights here. Um, he ran a 4.3840. That's nothing to sneeze at. That's, 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 I sneezed at it, but I, I had just snorted some pepper. Right. That's, uh, that, that's elite burst, if you will, uh, uh, you know, at the running back position. Uh, his average rushing yards per attempt went up from 4.6 at his last year at Tennessee before he transferred to North Carolina. Went from 4.6 to 6.0. That's a huge jump. Uh, some of the some of the articles, some of the analysts said, you know, his his vision is just next level. It's just oh. it, his patience really took a step uh, when he went to uh, North Carolina. Uh, North Carolina has quietly been becoming the new running back you, you know, <laughs> but, but seriously, they've, they've had several running backs drafted into the NFL over the last, you know, like decade or so. Uh, his best attributes are again, his patience, uh, but also his explosiveness as uh, shown by his four, three, eight, 40. Uh, he's probably going to end up being a day three pick, uh, NFL pick a day uh-huh. three NFL pick. So, you know, draft capital is not going to be great, but then again, this running back class, man, like, especially if one doesn't go in the first, it's not so crazy to have this guy go in the third or fourth and maybe get you a diamond in the rough. Uh, he had rave reviews coming out of the East West shrine game, uh, in practices, he was lighting it up. Uh, and he had a nice performance in the game itself. Uh, remember it's like an all-star game, so it's not like he's the only running back, uh, but 11 carries for uh, 69, very nice yards. Um, so, you know, and he had very big shoes to fill with, uh, Javante Williams and Michael Carter having moved on last year. Not um, as much big shoes with Carter, but you know, I you get the, like, we get the point. I think Carter's a good back. I think he's going to stick in the NFL. I was talking about how he is smaller than Ty Chandler, oh. so he probably has smaller feet. <laughs> My bad, I got you now. I was good making one. a size. Good one, good one. So bad that's joke, that's still. my. Uh, that's my two cents on Ty Chandler. I think I, I found a guy. I know I like that Lou guy, for, uh, Lou Nichols. I'm forgetting the school right now, but I, I don't know where he's uh, going. Eastern uh, Michigan, uh, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Western uh, Michigan. Somewhere in Michigan, but not Michigan University. All four directions, Michigan University. Yep. 
all four. Like there's only four, and not upper, <laughs> uh, not and not and not a youper either. So uh, yeah, uh, uh, right. the, um, I mean, the, I'm just kind of looking uh, real briefly at him, and it looks like he really doesn't have a lot of power, but everything else looks all right on on him. Explosiveness and patience, yeah. Oh, uh, he really likes. Uh, he's really going to fit well. I know every team has zone in their run playbook, but he would fit really well in a a, a spread. Uh, what do you call it? Spread zone, a wide zone. You know, outside the tackles uh, type of athletic linemen pull uh, pulling and whatnot when you yeah. said he really likes i was hoping that you said something like he, popsicles and i was like puts, oh that's an interesting fact right he puts his foot in the ground man and he goes uh he might be this year's elijah mitchell or popsicles i'm gonna throw that out there what's that he might be this year's elijah mitchell okay um i know who this year's elijah mitchell is but not we're not getting there just yet not yet uh, my next guy is is a tight end, and um, it's Trey McBride. Um, uh, yes, this is low hanging fruit alert. Um, but here, listen to me on this one here, Chris. I picked McBride because he's a good talent, and I. But I really got to thinking about tight ends the other day, which really kind of makes it sound like I was thinking about people's butts, but uh, I wasn't. I was thinking about the football positions. Uh, so Chris, uh, you know, I, I have Mark Andrews in my, um, championship dynasty team, uh, won it in my rookie season in case anyone was wondering, um, just saying, uh, back to the tight end discussion here, uh, tight ends are not, they don't usually produce in their rookie season. Right. And sometimes not even in their second year. Sometimes it takes a few years. No, that, that timeline is kind of speeding up a little bit more as time moves along, but you know, I was always thinking, I'm like, so I have Mark Andrews. I'm kind of wondering, like, if there's a good guy like Trey McBride or my one of my honorable mentions here sitting there in the third round, at the back end of the third round, because, you know, once again, champion. Um, you know, why not take a shot on, on a tight end there and get a guy in waiting that mm-hmm. maybe needs a year or two to develop? And, and, and here's what I was really thinking, too, is that if you have a guy, a tight end, an elite level or an upper tier tight end, might be worth more than a running back like for real because there's positional scarcity, there's only of course, three of yeah. them mm-hmm. maybe four and the rest of them are just pro- prospects and and speculation and everything you know whereas there's i mean that's not fair there's more than three or four i mean yeah there's three or four elite guys or well okay maybe that's three what i guys yeah yeah fair okay so we'll, we can th- we can throw pits in there good point or kiddo well however whoever you're you know fourth or fifth or sixth guy is yeah of course yeah yeah but i mean so i was just like i'm like so why not try if you have a travis kelsey you know why not try and get a guy in this year's draft a trey mcbride or to spoil my honorable mention um an isaiah likely or the other guy um uh jalen white white amir why i think i'm saying that right Wedemiski. Um, Wedemir. Wedemir. Wedemiski. It's wide. It's it's wide. <laughs> Wedemir. It's Y and then the rest of his name. I looked up a pronunciation of it, or it was in an article I read. Anyways, uh, anyways. So, you, what? I mean, how do you feel about that, Chris? Like, I was kind of bringing this to you as the more veteran dynasty player and not championshipless. In, in that player. area you're talking about, about okay. So it, technically, you said the end of the literally the end of the third. So the three twelve. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and honestly, anywhere even to the like up to the three point oh eight, you know, the three oh eight, like you could even argue that there, you're probably a team that's in a reasonable position to compete on a, you know, this season, this upcoming season, if not on a yearly basis, then yeah, you need to churn 
churn, turn, churn that bottom of the roster, if you will, and take some dart throws at tight end. Because, you know, honestly, once you get, definitely once you get out of the second in a rookie di a dynasty draft, it's, it's slim pick, man. It, it, I love what somebody said in some of my research today was something along the lines of, after you're kind of out of that, you could even argue the end of the second, depending on the team. But once you're out of that second, it's like, get go get your guy. Take a dart, take a shot. If you need, if you need a, you you see your top tight end maybe dwining in the next year or two. Absolutely. And like Mark it. Andrews is only like twenty six or twenty seven, so you know we're and not saying he's going to wane anytime soon. But at the right. same time, like, why not? And and in our dynasty league, not and I'm sure not every dynasty league is like this. You can start two tight ends. So yeah, we can you know have I mean a flex if, hybrid kind of yeah like, yeah. So I mean like if you were to just end up with two elite level tight ends or even one elite and one good one or two good ones, you could start them both, especially on a bye week for if all your receiver, most of your receiver core is out yeah. on bye or injury or whatever, you know, like cool. I just, I just got to thinking about that. I'm like, why not? Because part of their dynasty rookie draft is planning for the future as well as mm -hmm. the present, you know, first and second round are maybe more present. Yeah. Don't rebuild if you don't have to, don't tear it down if you don't have to. Absolutely. And, and dude, you, right. yes, you, 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 obviously you deserve a ton of credit, but uh, you know, also below a fortuitous luck, but you won in your first year. You're in such a great position when you look at what injuries you dealt with and what you're getting back. And, mm -hmm. you know, and then Chase Edmonds leaving Arizona, you got Connor. We don't need to go down that path, but you can absolutely rebuild on the fly is another way to put it, I suppose. Or avoid a rebuilding altogether and just make sure that yeah, I got yeah, exactly. guys. That's, in, why, that's guys why I put waiting. it that way. Yeah. I like actually, I don't like that rebuild on the floor. Anyways. Like. So let's talk about, let's talk about uh, uh, Trey McBride real quick, just real mm -hmm. quick. Um, mm -hmm. So like I said, uh, some draft Knicks, they, they think that Jalen white, white, we'll just say it's white Amir. Uh, the tight end on the Texan A&M will be the first tight end selected in the up and coming draft. I don't really think that uh, Mr. White Amir is really all that inspiring. He has lots of drops. He isn't all that fast. I mean, and whereas Trey McBride, we're in a four, five, six, forty time, and for a guy who's six four, two forty six, that's pretty quick, man. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's he's going to be there for the contested catches over the middle, and he's got some wheels to outrun some linebackers in the NFL as well. So he's not going to just be there like a quick, you know, little slant route or you know a, a hook route, comeback route, whatever. He's going to be there. He's they're going to teams can definitely push him down the field. You know, use that size and speed down the field to create mm -hmm. some mismatches and everything like that. Even if he's going, he'll get like going up against a slot corner too. Them guys are usually not all that tall, so. Yeah, I mean, I just think that, you know, he gets lands in the right spot, you know, like put him into, you know, like, a, I don't know. Uh, but, ooh, here's here's an idea, Chris. What about him to the Chargers? I mean, I know they just got Gerald Everett, but, you know, that was only one or two year deal. Gerald Everett, he's the bridge to Trey well, McBride. I, Boom. I don't, I, I don't think you positioned him as a year one contributor, did you? Right. You no, I, I don't. Exactly. I, I don't want to yeah, draft so any yeah, tight end other than other than your other than your. Oh God, I hate the phrase unicorn, but your unicorns. Right. Right. Uh, right. No, your, like yeah. your Kyle Pitts is as mm. your tight ends are not usually going to be no, rookie like contributors. Pick. Yeah, I like to pick. You want you are thinking of your tight end for you're thinking of the future. two or probably like three. Yep. If it's not your three, then you might as well give up on them. But yeah, that's probably fair. If Cole Komet, we're looking at you last yeah. last year. Cole Komet, anyone? Adam Trout, man, anyone? man of the Trout people. Let, let's get some production. The Trout, the, the Trout men, if you yeah, will. I traded, I traded George Kittle like a moron. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Who's next? Me. You are next. You're, you're a potential last guy. 
Yes, he is my last guy. And today I have Kevin Harris, running back, South Carolina. So his last year is not going to look that great. We'll get to that in a moment. Uh, but he was second team all ACC. Oh, yeah, yes, because I can talk. Second team all ACC in 2020. Uh, 10 games, uh, mostly thanks to 1,138 rushing yards. That was seventh in the FBS at the time. Uh, that's 6.2 yards per carry. Uh, and he also had 15 rushing touchdowns. That was fifth in the FBS. Uh, and he did all that in the SEC. That's important to remember. Uh, his last season, 2021, was marred with a lingering back injury uh, that limited him to only 660 yards. But eventually was able to get healthy, playing through it the whole time. Was able to get healthy uh, and go off in his bowl game versus North Carolina for 31 rushes, 182 yards, and a touchdown. You know, <laughs> you're not reaching for this guy. Let me be clear. Uh, I don't have an ADP in terms of rookie drafts for him. Uh, he's clearly going to be a day three pick. He could be a fourth or fifth round pick. Probably not even fourth if I had to guess, honestly. So this is a value play. This is a bargain play. Um, forgive me, I don't have his receptions in front of me anymore. Uh, we'll, we'll move on. It's fine. Um, it was it was serviceable, maybe, at best. Um, meaning, again, one of those guys that didn't really have to do it, wasn't really asked to do it. Uh, as far as I recall, but he might have had a 20 catch season. I'll look at that in a moment, maybe when you're on your next uh, oh. bit, the next guy up. So, yeah, um, Kevin Harris, running back, South Carolina, might be a diamond in the rough there that you can find later in your rookie drafts if you're trying to fill up that running back room. On yeah, I'm seeing, I'm not even roster. seeing him in a three round mock draft. There you go. Thank you for, for looking into that while we're, we were talking. But hey, man, like some some running backs, like some of these running back names, though they're they're you want them, you like you you want to have them in the back of your head. Elijah Mitchell was a fifth round, you know, NFL pick, fifth round, and I picked him in the second round because was ahead of I him. just. I mean, I'm not saying look for that to happen every time. In fact, you know, speaking of the word unicorn, but at the same time, like you said about the tight end, take your shots. You need a backup quarterback. Yeah. I need a backup quarterback in Dynasty. Uh, take your shots, you know, with those last couple of picks, those third, fourth, and fifth round picks, because that's all you get. Yep, you've you've you should have yep. done your you should have done your work in first and second round. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, Chris, mm-hmm. are you ready for my my sleeper of, of the year now? I know you've I been am. champing at the bit. Yeah, you um, didn't. I hate that. I hate that so much. Chomping. What? Uh, that's how. That's the phrase. Champing at the bit. It could go either way. Anyway, uh, I am because I don't even know what position he plays. Uh, well, he's a running back, of course, Chris. I wouldn't have a, I wouldn't have oh, a, a sleeper so. if he wasn't. I, I felt like you alluded, like you hinted at it, but you never said it. Go ahead. Well, pretty sure it. I said he was. A, uh, um, Chris, my my diamond in the rough, my sleeper of the year, my guy that I'm going to when you're reaching for a running back in the second. I, this is the guy I'm going to reach for right after you, and that is going to be Tyler Goodson, running back out of Iowa. Go Hawks! I did not pick him because I live in Iowa and I'm an Iowa Hawkeyes fan. I picked him because I think he's a pretty good running back, and I haven't even seen him going in mock drafts. So. What most people probably don't know about Tyler Goodson. Here's the thing. Chris, do you hate yourself for not guessing this one? I do. Um, I will say uh, family and other things have uh, my college ball watching isn't what it used to be. And uh, sometimes the one who suffers is the Hawkeyes. Like I, I haven't got a chance to watch him like I used to. But uh, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm looking at his stats as you talk. But uh, I'm, I'm yes, I'm upset with myself. 
Yeah, you I probably should have seen this. Okay, so here's the thing about Tyler Goodson mm-hmm. and the thing about the Iowa Hawkeyes. Let's start off with the top with the Hawkeyes in the sense that Kirk Ferentz doesn't like to use just mainly one back. He rotates guys in and out and everything like that. And so the fact that Tyler Goodson had a 1,000-yard rushing season this past year is a testament to, A, how much the Hawkeyes were actually willing to, and Ferentz was willing to actually commit to using 256 uh, carries yeah yeah he had over he had yeah um and and here's the thing too that i didn't write down but and i'm going to say before i forget tyler goodson over 600 collegiate touches nary a fumble in any of them not one so he's got good ball he's got good ball security there in his hand ball you put the ball in his hands that ball ain't touching the ground um anyways uh tyler goodson he's 510 he's almost 200 pounds so he's up and this is the big, the big knock on Goodson is frame. You can, like I said earlier, you can pack muscle onto a running back, and Goodson ran a four, uh, four, four, two forty time. So that's that's not bad, right there. That's good. He's got speed. That's good. That's good. He's got speed. He's elusive. He he's because he doesn't have the framework to do so. He's not going to maybe run through guys. And that's probably going to be one of the things that's really driving down is draft value. Mm-hmm. But the guy is a slippery fish, man. He bobs and weaves his way through traffic. He can catch the ball in the backfield. I'm sorry. He has 24, 14, and 31 caught balls in his three seasons in, that's great. That's um, great. in Iowa City here. I don't actually think I'm living in Iowa City, but you know. Um, anyways, I just, I just wonder, like... Is he getting ignored because he was part of a system? He does obviously he doesn't have the power to push a pile, as I saw someone saying. But I mean, like, there's guys like this all over the NFL. Why can't Tyler Goodson be one of those guys? Even if he's a third down specialist, he's not afraid to throw blocks. He just doesn't have the weight to really throw the greatest block in the world, you know. Mm-hmm. But even then, at the NFL level, sometimes a running back, all he has to do is just chip a guy to get the quarterback an extra half a second. You know, just put him off his put him off his his uh, path to the quarterback. Right. I don't know, man. Am I am I crazy here to think that Tyler Goodson cannot be or could be an NFL asset and an asset to your to your uh, dynasty fantasy team? Like, I would say I would say a couple things. Yeah. I, I, first of all, I agree that I'm upset. I overlooked you know my favorite university, uh, a college football teams guy. Uh, the fact that Ferentz was willing to give him over 250 carries says something because again. They tend to run a system, keep you fresh, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Uh, one more and a couple other things I'll say is one other number I want to point out is his vertical jump at five. Okay. I saw him at 510 on sportsreference.com, one, 510, right. 199 on NFL draft, uh, NFL.com draft profile. I see him at yep. 5'9", 197. And I'm like, Ugh. so you mentioned that. You have to take that into account. You're not drafting his, for his size here, but his vertical is 36.5. That shows explosion in the in the hips and the legs. Like, mm-hmm. I know you're not worried about it. Running... fast, man. Exactly. You're not worried about a guy, you know, literally jumping 36.5 inches at the running back position. That's not what it's there for. It's there for explosiveness. And I love that you could probably get this guy on your fourth or fifth round of your rookie draft. Yeah. He's, everyone's so? going to draft so. him. Or you're yeah. going to draft him. You, the the listener, is going to draft him. And, and, and this like, is why you were And hesitant. everyone else in the league is <laughs> going to be like, who? <laughs> 
And you'll be like, just watch and see. Just uh-huh. watch and see. Let me let me ask this question. I, it doesn't matter if, if you do have your full complement of picks in reality or not. Theoretically, if you had, you know, first, second, third, fourth th- th- picks at the 312, the 412, and the 512, et cetera, would you take them at 312? It depends on who is still there. Uh, yeah, of course. Um, I feel like I could probably wait till 412. Well said. Because I mean, like they're they're putting him as a, you know, I've seen as high as a late fourth round uh, projected pick, like Mm -hmm. NFL draft, and then I've also seen him like projected to be going undrafted. So it kind of depends. Like if he gets drafted in the fourth round, some team really watches like. Like w- loves his tape and everything. When she's got good film, I mean, trust me, I watched a lot you, of you know, you know football. What's a, a great difference between that. I I, I hate to bring him up because I brought him up in text, but uh, the the guy that I missed horribly on, uh, Javian Hawkins. Uh, draft capital matters. I believe he went undrafted, so we are saying Tyler Goodson could go undrafted. However, they were similar sized, and uh, uh, Hawkins ran more like a four five or four five two. Like not awful, really? well, but this, but a guy this size, that that elusiveness, and God, you know, gosh willing, if he could put on seven to ten pounds, get him over two hundred. Yeah, put on ten pounds of muscle, make that, and, and you know, maybe that'll if slow him down like 10, a four, four, five. Mm, if he Dude, you 10. still got plenty of quicks. You can catch the ball, mm-hmm. and like, and the the thing is, like, that's not a lot of caught balls, but the Farron system doesn't necessarily really throw to the backs all that often, anyways. Yep. And he'll probably go to an NFL team that has one or two guys in front of him. Even if yeah, he does well if he's a, and, and wins a roster spot, like he's still but might if be he number th- two. But if three. he lands on a, I don't know, like a, you I want to, I want to say like, this? I want to say like the Dolphins or like the 49ers. The 49ers are probably not drafting a running back this year, but like a team that rotates through backs and is okay. not afraid to just randomly use a guy you've never heard of. How about a, how about behind That's, a guy with a proven running game yet the running back might get too many carries like a Pittsburgh. Like I'm, I'm not saying Harris is going to get hurt, but what if Najee Harris is getting freaking like close to 300 carries and something happens? Yeah. Remember, remember when the Steelers had Willie Parker, you remember that running back? He was kind yeah. of outside of their mold. He was like five ten, maybe 200, maybe one ninety five, And he was fast, fast. Willie Parker kind of reminds me of him. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Tyler Goodson, dude. I was just like, I can't believe I no it. one is. I have not heard a word about him and anything dynasty related. I'm like, this is crazy. Um, I mean, I would like to say that we didn't last week and this week we didn't talk about um, Garrett Wilson, who I think should be the first receiver off the board in dynasty rookie drafts. Yeah. I mean, super fast dude. Um, you know, pretty small in stature, very lithe, if you will, to use that word again. Um. You know, think of like uh, this one website I'm looking at right now is like, think of like Calvin Ridley. I think he's maybe more like a Jalen Waddle sort of guy, uh, maybe even faster than Waddle. Um, you know, uh, what else? who was the other guy I wanted to talk about too? Um, there was another receiver, Jameson Williams. This dude was like, he was supposed to be the like the best receiver coming out of this draft, but he tore his ACL in the national championship game. So he's probably not like you're not drafting him to be a day one contributor for your team. But if you're set at, at wide receiver right now and the team that drafts him is, you know, just willing to wait and whatever, he might fall to the second round because of his injury. Mm-hmm. But he might also might go in the first just because the teams are like, this guy's really, really, really good. 
I mean, remember how it was like Drake London, you only scored like seven touchdowns, and that was this year. Uh, in 2021, Jamison Williams wow. had over 1,500 yards and 15 touchdowns, more than double of what uh, Drake London did. So, I mean, in those guys. Season, in his last season? Yeah, that's what he did last year. See, 12. Maybe that's total? According Unless... to this website. Anyways, uh, my real here. honorable we're, we're mentions I wanted to... Yeah. One is one is dynasty-related, and the other one is real-life football, more so than fantasy football. But Isaiah Likely, the tight end out of Carolina Coastal, 6'5", 245, 4'8", 40 times. So he's not the fastest guy in the world. But he runs great routes, and he's a big dude. He could, maybe needs to bulk up his frame a little bit, but he doesn't really have any speed to lose, so it's kind of like... Um, you know, anyways, falls in the right sis the right system, the right team. Isaiah likely. Is it um would you say guy? it is likely that he's oh, going to I hit? knew it was coming. Anyways, uh Akil Glass, he is the quarterback out of Alabama A and M is on it's an all black school. And I was reading this article about, you know, all black schools and how like the NFL uh draft school, guys. I'm sorry, I wasn't listening well enough. Alabama A and M. Gotcha. Um, you know, like he's like, he's, he has the thing to be, he has the traits to be an NFL quarterback. He's six, five. He only weighs 215 pounds, but quarterbacks don't need to be beefy. In fact, you probably don't want them to be, um, you typically, um, anyways, he's got good arm strength. Not great. Like he can throw the ball downfield, but you know, he doesn't have a cannon. Like he doesn't like when he throws the ball, it's not like flying out of his hands. You know what I'm saying? Right. He has some problems with touch. You know, he can he like tends to like, like rocket the throw throws in, in some cases and floats other throws. You know, I mean, I just like, I just kind of was reading about this guy and I watched a little bit of film. Like, you know, the guy's pretty good. You know, he's probably not, well, I guess is he probably doesn't get drafted, but if you, if he pulls like a Tony Romo, you know, like just goes undrafted and all of a sudden everyone's like a keel glass. I'd be like, a keel glass, dude. He's got what okay. it takes. Nice. Deep dive. There. Um, did you have any like real quick? Uh, I want to have a quick thing to say hate? about uh, Mr. Isaiah Likely. Uh, I like it. Uh, going back to, I'm sorry, who did I start with? If you have any more puns, the North Dakota receiver right Watson. And I said, I'd like to see a guy at a small school dominate, you know, at his position. Isaiah Likely, Coastal Carolina, had 912 receiving yards in his last year. That's good for a tight end, and that's a 15.5 mm-hmm. average because it was only 59 catches. I say only. Yep. And 12 touchdowns. Wow. Again, you know, I, I think I may have missed with Troutman, but a similar process. Um, let's hope this guy doesn't miss, but I, I like I like the uh, process here. I like the thought. I like the guy. You like the likelihood of uh, drafting him? Yes. Before you, and that was an intentional pun. So I can, so I can, I can trade Zeke and change my team name to more likely than not. And then have, a, and then have a guy in your team named Not as well. Yeah, I was um, trying to think of something to go with Not also, but I was like, uh, I was good, like a four-year-old joke, like Snot <laughs> is all I had. So there you go. It's quality content Anyways. here, folks. Tune in next week. <laughs> next week we will be talking about the the prospects and where they landed because we will be covering the NFL That's draft right. not live. But you know what you know what I'm saying. Um, I am Josh, and you can follow me on Twitter at Josh AFFB. You can follow Chris on Twitter at Amazing Fantasy Seven, Amazing FFB Seven. 
It's on the screen. <sighs> it is at Amazing Fantasy 7. Yes, exactly. And uh, w- and then check us out next week. Covering the draft a day. Uh, the show might be a day later than normal because right now we're re- releasing on Sunday. But, you know, it might be there's going to be a lot of stuff to cover. So we hey, might want to we might push the, it back a day. Click the bell on YouTube Monday and, instead and of you'll, Sunday. Get, you'll get notified when we when we release our video. Yeah. Click that bell, you know, or set up your podcast. If you're listening to podcasts, so it just automatically downloads. And then it's just there for you. You just you open up your little podcast app and you're like, whoa, it's there. Those guys did a thing again. You're welcome. Anyways, so until then, <laughs> later. Have a great draft, everybody. Whoop, whoop, go Colts. <laughs>